0: Listeners, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you for sticking with us. First uh, show of the new year.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. What What's today's day? Uh, the fifth. Holy cow. It's, yeah. it's been a blur. So we uh, we were absent
0: last week, playing hooky, moving the, the new <laughs> shop. <laughs> Play, playing hooky isn't how I, I would <laughs> describe it. Yeah. Um, you may notice... A bit of an echo yeah. i can I can hear it myself. We'll see yeah, how how yeah. good the mics and the filters are to filter it out, but um this is the first episode from the new shop, yeah,
1: well, uh welcome,
0: yeah we've got uh what, one, two, three moving blankets, a carpet, and this room is still heinously echoey
1: yeah it's um it's
0: about it's as cold and hard of a room as as it gets
1: concrete block concrete floor yeah
0: concrete ceiling oh yeah that's right it's basically a concrete box it uh it looks like something out of a saw movie
1: that's right i was about to say this is like where you bring somebody and ke- hold them captive
0: yeah and make them cut their own leg off um before we get into the show we want to thank our sponsor hayfla Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture-making industries, from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Lux LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at hayfla.com. Check them out. I think we got somebody to give a shout out to also. Oh yeah.
1: L and N Electric, licensed electrical contractor here in New Jersey, Homedale, Hazlitt, Middletown. But he travels uh all across the tri state. Yeah. Um, that's Nick, our electrician, who uh did all the work here in the shop. Yeah. Did an amazing job, ran everything in conduit. I think he's been calling himself the
0: mastermind.
1: <laughs> Humble as ever. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Nick's a licensed electrician. Uh, give him a shout at 732-592-0075. Um, and you could also find him at uh, lnelectricpro at com. If you call, uh, tell him you want Dave to come do the work at your house. <laughs> Half the price, but it takes them twice as long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick's
0: actually coming by, I believe, coming by tonight. we <laughs> am gonna talk about uh, Nick and his wife Laura. Talk about the um, the attic job we're we're doing for them. So, yeah, so that'll be good. Um, so, what do we got on the on the docket today,
1: man? A, a lot's happened. Yeah, since, so the last since we spoke. Last episode was the was that the Christmas extravaganza? It must have been because it was Christmas, then New Year's was the next week that we didn't have a a podcast. We did the the review, you know, where the we review, sent out yeah. the, the Manny episode, right?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was like la- yeah, last week. Let me see, uh Man, this the block is horrible horrible for the internet
1: oh yeah the The wonder those cameras don't work
0: yeah we have to get some uh a mesh network or extenders or something because like you know we're only 50 feet from the router and i can't even get this freaking website to load
1: it's gonna be a problem we're in a cement room yeah even when you came in here um earlier when you were streaming the music. Oh yeah, it stopped playing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, it's not working. But yeah, so last week was a a replay of season 1 episode 11 with Manny, fan favorite. Yeah, hopefully everybody listened if you hadn't listened already because it's a really good episode. Um and we got to have Manny back on soon. Uh and the episode before that, yeah, it was the the Christmas foods. <laughs>
1: You're still recovering. Yeah,
0: God, <laughs> I weighed 214 pounds yesterday morning. I was like, "Holy oh, crap!" I'm like, "How'd that happen?"
1: Sneaks up on you. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So yes, yeah, so we haven't recorded an episode, and it's got to be a month now.
1: Yeah, because we did, we did three, we did three, and had a week off with the retro. With, yep. So that's a month. You're right. So yeah, I mean, a lot's been
0: going on since then. Um, I guess we'll start with what we remember, and then we <laughs> might remember some other stuff.
1: Yeah, it'll spur the memory. So last week,
0: which was uh, the last week of the month, um, you know, we started to move some stuff over here to the new shop on, uh, I guess, what was that?
1: It was like a Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday. I think.
0: So Monday we were just working, and then Tuesday and Wednesday we started to move some stuff over here. Just Rob and I, you know, anything that we could move ourselves. We moved the drill press, the uh, the planer, the dust collector, which we'll talk about. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, the cyclone. What else? The, um, the dust Harvey dust collector. Was here, yeah.
0: The uh, actually that had been here for a while. Yeah. Um.
1: All right. Let's see. What um, else did
0: we move? Oh, a couple, the big rolling toolbox, the tables.
1: Yeah, you know, we right. have like a
0: big sanding table and a finishing table. Oh, you know, on wheels, we move those over here. I forget what else we moved. Anyway, moved a bunch of stuff. The the dust collector is, I mean, it's right over here. It's what?
1: Talking size.
0: Yeah, it's got to be eight feet or or taller. Yeah, it's yeah. probably just under eight feet, so that you can have it in an eight foot ceiling.
1: Right, because remember how much taller it was than the door.
0: Yeah, so maybe it is nine feet tall. Um, and it was in a little room like a a shed.
1: It's a four by eight bump out attached to the yeah to the shop. But when when the shop was built. I had this bright idea. I said, can you just like tack on a four by eight room and I'd stick the dust collector and the compressor out there?
0: Yeah, like a an outdoor closet. hmm Um So yeah, <laughs> trying to get that thing out <laughs> was brutal.
1: It's and, insanely heavy. And we've been running it without the the indoor filter on it. Like right. you know just so, direct vent right outside. And I mean it was mean and lean but there was some residual dust that collected in that room and it when we <laughs> when we opened the door to set, to take the dust collector down we both just kind of looked at it it was not only daunting in the in the size and shape of it but it was so dirty in there yeah <laughs> I
0: don't know if the cough I have is still from that or what but it was very dusty and th- it's all that fine dust.
1: Oh man, it it's you know, the so stuff that goes to the filter. You you get you sort of like step into a job like that a little gingerly and then you reach that point where you're just disgustingly dirty and you just you know, you give up trying to stay clean. You just and, want to get it out.
0: Yeah, and we had already moved a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So it was like late in the day, you know, we yeah. we uh
1: it was after lunch, I think.
0: Yeah, we went, We moved a bunch of stuff. We stopped. We got lunch, and then we then we got into that. And it was, you know, it was like a, I think it was a late lunch too.
1: Yeah, well, we weren't too enthusiastic at first.
0: No. Um, so yeah, like the conundrum with that is it's eight feet tall and it's got this five horsepower motor at the top, which weighs <laughs> you know whatever, one hundred and twenty five pounds probably. Um,
1: and it's attached to the impeller,
0: right? Which is yeah, bolted to the top of the the cyclone um and it's all taller than the door and the room isn't deep enough to like you know tip the thing over and and just pull it out sideways Mm -hmm.
1: i have no idea how you got that thing in there (laughs) i'm trying i must have blocked it out of my mind but you, you see that's when you're young and you're just like insane and there was nobody around to help. You weren't that young, though. No, I was. You're right. I was about forty. I was probably about forty. Um, and I, uh, I think I put put it in there, and built the. I must have built the stand around. I must have assembled the stand around it. Hmm. Because there's no way I could have lifted the cyclone into the stand by myself. But how'd you get the cyclone up in the air? Um, say I got in there and just lifted it up, you know, like hugged it and put it up on the on the stand. I don't know about that. <laughs> it didn't have the motor on it. What the,
0: we have a, some commotion outside. Yeah, take a peek
1: out that window. School kids getting out. Just a bunch
0: of stupid kids.
1: Yeah, I I definitely put it on there without the motor. But then how'd you get the motor up into it? I must have had to just lift up the motor like we did. Just on a ladder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe you dro- dragged it over. Yeah. Because it, it, where it was, it was too close to the wall to put a ladder inside.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I, I was in there and then moved it. Because re- remember, there was another hole in the wall, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that was that for, was, oh, the, that old was for dust, the old, old Cyclone. Yeah, the old Cyclone was, it just had a three-horsepower motor, and which died. So who knows? We don't know how. Yeah, it was aliens. How did they build uh, Puma Punko? Puma Punko, yeah. (laughs) Puma Punka.
0: So we uh, initially we unbolted the cyclone from the legs, thinking that we could just like get the cyclone and the motor down off of the legs, but that (laughs) proved to be extremely sketchy. Oh yeah. (laughs) Then the thing is like teetering around. We're trying to get it back on the legs, and it's like falling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was it. You know, it's like, what do you what would happen if we did this? I don't know, let's try it. And then you did it and you're like, no, no, no. Go back. Yeah. Go yeah. back.
0: Now like having visions of like getting my hand crushed <laughs> yeah. between like, this is just what I need.
1: Right. We can't work if we get hurt.
0: Yeah, moving to this new shop with all this overhead and then all of a sudden you can't work.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so what we ended up doing, we got it back on the legs and bolted temporarily. We unbolted the motor and the impeller and ratchet strapped it out of the of the cyclone, you know, like looped the ratchet strap luckily the were able to get over the rafters because it's a a corrugated metal roof. excuse me, so we ratchet strapped it out, took out the the cyclone and the legs, which was also pretty hard mm hmm um. Just because of the geometry and everything, and the weight—I mean, things is freaking heavy.
1: Yeah, we, and it was kind of jammed up there. We had it tilted with the legs half sticking out the door, but the top of the unit was hitting the back wall.
0: Yeah, and then the <laughs> the impeller was grabbing on the inside of the cyclone because you know the motor is so heavy that, and it's weight you know weighted in a certain way where we had it strapped that it was turning you know. It, it just wanted to like flop over.
1: Oh yeah, and you're up there like with your foot on the, on a. Oh stri- yeah, I was doing two like a by Spider four. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: forgot about that. Because it's a it's a pole barn, so there's that strapping, you know. Yeah,
1: so you're you're on a sideways on a two by four, but it's not exposed. You know, there's this there's the wall on the outside of it, so you really just have an inch and a half to put your foot on.
0: I forgot all about that part.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a corner. Yeah. And I'm facing, you know, the opposite corner, but working into my to my yeah. right.
1: <clears throat> well, we got it out. We we blew it out with the ego um, co- dust. Uh, not dust. Uh, leaf blower. Yep. Not sponsored. <laughs> there was a cloud of dust. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It was like. You know, yeah, you haven't like lived the, out west, but I did. Like, they have those dust storms. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. Yeah, it was
0: like the... Mum, what was that movie? The Mummy? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you see it coming across the... Somebody was probably getting out of their car in food town and got like a nice <laughs> mouthful of walnut dust.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was thick. Like, you couldn't even yeah. see through it. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, we got the cyclone. You know, you, you forget... I already forgot that until you brought it up. Like it's in place now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh you just you let, let those things go. But uh of course we brought it over,
0: we got you know, the forklift is over here. These chairs are not as comfortable as the other ones. No. Um the forklift's over here, so you know it's easy to you know put it together, lift the motor up with the forklift, drop it in. It makes it so much easier. But then we get it in place and then it's like the outlets are exactly where the inlet for the dust collection is yeah i mean what's the chance of that because we were just like oh yeah just put it like right about here and then it turns out it's exactly in the wrong spot um but we want to raise the thing up anyway so we get a bigger barrel underneath
1: right right now we just got the the
0: 33 or 35 what are they uh yeah probably 30 35 um so, yeah, we're going to raise it up, put a bigger barrel, and then that'll clear the outlets. Yeah. Um, but the remote control works good here. Yeah, I was having a hard time turning it off before. Oh. Oh, damn. It's those cheap Chinese remotes. Mm-hmm. Kicks right on. Yeah, I have to see. Uh, I don't know if Oneida sells replacement drums.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: They probably... Oneida's... They're very expensive. Yeah, especially for the, the peripheral, you know, peripheral... Mm-hmm, the accessories. Stuff. Actually, it's not bad. 279 bucks for a 55-gallon heavy-duty 5-horsepower. Come on. 10-inch inlet. Large heavy-duty waste container kit for use with Cyclone dust collectors, such as our 5-horsepower dust Gorilla Pro. And seven and a half horsepower direct drive reinforced 55 gallon steel drum includes 10 inch diameter hose connection for attaching to the bottom discharge port of the cyclone. I wonder if it's
1: the same diameter. What comes with everything? Oh, yeah. If we had, and we could put a little dolly under there.
0: Yeah, what would be nice is to make a thing so that the forklift can pick it up. Oh, yeah, and then because we could just it's gonna like be tip heavy. It, like like put it on like a pivot and then lift it up by that pivot. Mm-hmm. And then when you get over to the thing, you just go. I mean, you're not supposed to go underneath the forks, but just go underneath the forks and just lift up the back and it'll dump in. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't lift up a 55-gallon drum.
1: No, because even that 30-gallon one when it's full to the top is it's, it's pretty just, heavy. Yeah, heavy. Heavy enough. And this now we have to hoist it into the dumpster, so it's, like, four right. feet high. I mean, I guess you could just, like, drag it
0: onto a pallet and stand on the pallet and lift it up and then just, oh, like, yeah. push it over. But, you know, uh, uh, Nick said 430. Um, what the hell was I saying? Oh, yeah, I mean, you want to make it as quick as possible because...
1: You know, it always is full at the most inopportune time. <laughs> that's why I emptied the Delta. Was it was about half full, but I said, you know what, I got, I got ten minutes. Let me empty it now because I'll want to be doing something. You know, like when you're when you start out, you don't want to stop. Yeah, you know, and that's when you're taking off the most. Yeah, we got to those bags. You're supposed to just replace, right?
0: I think so. I don't know. I I think you just been, tie them up and throw them away, and then we we'll the to see about getting been, dust collector bag. I've been emptying it. It seems pretty sturdy. Well, it's sturdy. the only one we have. Dust collector bag. So then uh, that was Tuesday and Wednesday.
1: Thursday. When we do Thursday. Didn't we? We took a car ride. Oh, yeah. Wow. Holy cow. We went out to the Hamptons on Thursday. Yeah, a week ago today. Yeah, we we, uh, I mean, it was, that's a multi-layered uh, trip. Yeah. Went out to um, a job site out there in um, Bridgehampton. Yep. Yeah, so we,
0: um, Wednesday we packed up, uh, yeah, Wednesday we packed up the two vanities. And that was it, right? Yeah, just the vanities. Yeah,
1: yeah, we brought a molding sample.
0: Oh, yeah, packed up the two vanities and then... Thursday morning we left about five thirty in the morning and got out there at about eight eight thirty.
1: Yeah. I mean the two vanities are four separate cabinets.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a it's big. It was two thirds of the <laughs> of the van. Um yeah, got out there about eight thirty because we, we stopped for to go to the bathroom and grab we need a wiper fluid, so that was a little bit of an aside, but um yeah, so just about two and a half, three hours to get out there and uh,
1: Yeah, except when we were uh on the on the Verrazano. Uh, oh
0: yeah. It, you know, it's saying, you know, up here, get on the Belt Parkway. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm
1: like, can we go
0: on the Belt Parkway?
1: Yeah. You know, for those that don't know, in New York we have this thing called the parkway system. And no commercial plates on the Parkway system um, so the Belt Parkway is part of that, and that's the most direct route um from the Verzano right which out goes to Long Island from Staten Island
0: over to Brooklyn,
1: yeah, through Queens past j f k and then you get on like the I don't know the Sunrise Highway or whatever it was that we got on, yeah, you know that we didn't get on. That's how you would have gotten here because, um, quick aside, Rob and uh, Corey got out here, and what they say, an hour and a half? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah,
0: Their ride home was not not quite so easy, <laughs> from what I understand. So,
1: so back to the Verrazano Bridge.
0: Yeah, so realize realized we can't get on the Bell Parkway, so we had to take the BQE, the Brooklyn-Queens Expressway, and it's, you know.
1: It goes across the top of Brooklyn. And uh, then through the top of Queens.
0: Right, whereas the belt is on the bottom.
1: Yeah. And then you get on the LIE, the Long Island Expressway, 495.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it's like, I don't know if it's peak rush hour, but it's like, you know, six thirty, six forty five in the morning, which is like, that's a heavy traffic time yeah. in the city. All the, you know, commercial vehicles and...
1: Right. So every commercial vehicle has to go that way. Right. And, so, it,
0: and they're all going at that time because it's, you know, they got to get to the job at seven or whatever. So it was like jammed up, totally yeah, jammed and, up. Yeah. And
1: it leads you to all the river crossings to get into Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So everybody is converging into that one spot from Queens and Long Island and Brooklyn and even Staten Island yeah. into that one little area where you got the, the river crossings to get into Manhattan. Which it makes, you know,
0: I understand why they don't have commercial vehicles on the expressways but or on the uh, parkways, but, you know, New York is a major... <coughs> um,
1: it's an epicenter of business. Yeah,
0: I mean, how <laughs> many commercial vehicles are going in and out of the city every day? Million.
1: <laughs> Hundreds yeah. of thousands. Like yeah. get a better road. <laughs> yeah. It it was crazy. Uh getting out there, not so not so much, but coming home.
0: Woo! Oh yeah. So we go out there and uh you know, we get the grand tour of the house. Beautiful house. Um, then we you know, we're talking about the the different pieces, you know, because we're doing um aside from the two vanities we brought, we're building the a freestanding piece for the foyer. Uh, Two wall units for the great room, a fireplace around for the great room, uh, and a big countertop for the kitchen. Um, So we're talking about all that stuff. Meanwhile, you know, next thing you know, we're there for three hours. Yeah. So that was about 11.
1: I mean, the morning flew by.
0: Yeah. About 11 o'clock we finally left. And uh, we took a ride down, or I guess up. Well, east, northeast to uh.
1: Gotcha. Oh no, we went to East Hampton first. Was it East Hampton? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Took a ride out to East Hampton just to see it. Um, uh, because the the client said that you know it was worth taking a look at. It was pretty cool. You know, it was like another added like thirty minutes to our trip, but fifteen there and fifteen back. But then um we headed west. Met up with Corey and Rob over at Corey's uh, shop, C.T. Woodwork.
1: Yeah, that was a great trip.
0: Yeah, that was cool. I was glad that we were able to meet up with them. Corey's got a cool shop.
1: Yeah, it's like a woodworking shop. All that wood, you know, wood floors, wood walls. Yep. uh, I didn't ask him because he took it over from um, a guy that purpose built it to be a wood shop. I didn't know how long he had it operating oh did that guy do woodworking i thought he did something else yeah hmm. yeah he left like all that plywood and stuff like that mm. that he left him there and um it's pretty cool yeah
0: it's you know set back off the road and i mean we didn't see a lot of patchog but i mean we saw like the downtown but you know i mean fairly suburban kind of area mm-hmm. but then you pull down this long driveway and tucked way back is Corey's shop so it's cool
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. You know,
0: it's all by itself back there.
1: And Rob DeMarco came and Yep. Uh what was the name of the place we had lunch? Uh Bobby Q or something like that. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I, I think don't know you're who right. Bobby is. Yeah, because they had like a
0: Bobby burger. Yeah. B O B B I Q.
1: And uh
0: yeah, 70 West Main Street, Patchogue.
1: There's like a little bit of a renaissance going on in Patchogue downtown. A lot of restaurants, a lot of eclectic restaurants. Yep. Um, I didn't see any chains. You know, they were all like one-off places. Established
0: in June 2006, Q prides itself on serving the best southern barbecue on Long Island. Come find us in the heart of Patchogue. Yeah, that's a that's a big. um, That's a bold statement. Yeah, it wasn't bad by any means, (laughs) but it didn't like blow my my socks off. No, I mean, and I've had I haven't had a ton of barbecue, but I've had enough.
1: Yeah, I've had I've had some good barbecue, especially in Texas. Oh yeah. Oh my god! I mean, mean, it was good.
0: I don't want to make it sound like it wasn't good because it was good. Yeah,
1: and there was this place in um, San Francisco in. the area town they called the Fillmore, which it, it's probably all gentrified now. But um, that was like barbecue heaven there. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they serve it with right on the, you, you get you it in brown paper, paper yeah. and it's just slathered. Yeah. And you want to eat the paper after you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's how Slice good it was. Of white bread and pickles. Yeah. Yeah. They just give you like a stack of white bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man, it was so good. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we grabbed
0: some lunch. We had a server with a very interesting voice.
1: <laughs>
0: Baby doll. Hopefully she's not listening. It's <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I Maybe it was her real voice. I don't see how it uh, could have Yeah,
1: been. people don't have a real voice like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, what was the name of that actress? Uh, uh, Jennifer Tilly. Uh, yeah, only accentuated, you know, sort of like that, except wispier. Yeah. Yeah. It was that was it was pretty unusual.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she wasn't. She wasn't a great server. She was.
1: Yeah. She wasn't selling it. No. No. <laughs> the voice isn't cutting it. I don't care what it, what your voice sounds like. Yeah, so then uh, ways, you know I have a gripe with ways. There's no way to plug in commercial so, vehicle. Yeah. Like
0: Rob was saying that uh when he worked at Roberts, I guess somebody they had something, but I don't know. I haven't been able to find anything. Because the same thing happened to us, you guys might remember on the Palisades Parkway in New Jersey, mm-hmm. where you know we we drove on it like, man, that UPS guy took that corner tight. Um we drove on it like three times before we realized that no commercial vehicles were allowed. Right. And we had driven past cops and stuff, too. So they must, you know, kind of give people a pass. And, yeah, yeah,
1: and we have a, you know, a big wrapped van. Yeah, so it's no, clear that we're... It's <laughs> not like, does that have commercial plates? <laughs> like, it, that's definitely a commercial vehicle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, so yeah, so we had lunch. We sat and shot the ship for a while, then, uh we left must have been one thirty,
1: yeah, originally, we were supposed to get home at four thirty. According, Is that what it said? yeah,
0: well, we got home at six, right,
1: or yeah, or four four thirty, maybe a little after four, um, but it kept going up and up and up.
0: Yes, we got out onto the Sunrise Highway and then onto the Long Island Expressway. And it's just, like, bumper-to-bumper traffic. And we're, like, only, like, a half hour out of Patchogue, which is only halfway out Mm -hmm. on Long Island. And we got to drive the whole thing. And Waze just keeps saying, you know, in a mile, exit to so-and-so Expressway. And, you know, Parkway. Yeah, Parkway, drive past that. Because we can't go on it.
1: And then then he adds more time. Yeah, and then
0: 10 (laughs) minutes later, take exit 25 to go to this parkway. we like, we can't take that. (laughs) Bloop, bloop. Yeah, (laughs) so it just kept going on and on and on like that. Every road we couldn't take, and the time just kept getting later and later. So then finally we made it all the way to Queens. We went through the the, uh, Midtown Queens Tunnel. We drove all the way across town in Manhattan and went through, what, the Lincoln Tunnel, right? Yep. Then we got out of the Lincoln Tunnel, and it was bumper-to-bumper traffic on the turnpike.
1: It was miserable.
0: So, yeah, we ended up getting back about 6. So that was a, you know, or maybe it was 6.30, I don't know.
1: It was a solid 13-hour day. Yeah, because we stopped here at the shop. What did, what did we need to stop for? We dropped the sinks off. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: We had the sink for the kitchen and for the laundry room.
1: Yeah, so after all that, we didn't want to, but I said, I think we should drop the sinks off. Yeah, because because
0: Friday, so now we're finally at Friday. <clears throat> Friday, it was moving day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> so, um, you know, got to the shop early. About seven, started uh, breaking down the table saws. And then, uh, I mean, we can't thank all these guys enough. All these guys showed up to help. Rob and Corey showed up first. um, Then Keith. And then... Matt. Yeah, Matthew Serio. And then even John Peters came by. Yep. So, yeah, it was nice. We had a lot of help. All unsolicited, which was...
1: Yeah, Keith's truck was... That was the champion. I mean, it really saved the whole experience. Yeah, it would have been rough getting
0: everything into the van. Just just the lifting, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know how we would... We would have had to use the engine hoist to pick yeah. all those things up. And it's not easy because... Because the, of how it lifts things, it's made to right. lift things that are more narrow than the yeah. than the legs. And
1: shaped like an engine, right? Everything that we have
0: <laughs> is wider than,
1: yeah, than, not that, ideally suited.
0: Even the bandsaw, which is like the smallest of the tools, um, maybe the drill press we could have picked up with that, but I mean, the yeah, drill no press attachment just, points. Yeah, we just put on a hand truck and and hand trucked it into the that drill press is is ungodly heavy.
1: It is. It is. It must weigh 250 pounds. Because the the shaft, the tall shaft is solid, the base is heavy, and that motor. It's basically like a <coughs> cast iron housing. Um,
0: like it's a—it's the Voyager, Nova Voyager DVR. So it's not like a traditional AC motor. It's some kind of, I don't know what the hell it is. Right. Still, I still don't know what the hell it is. Because...
1: But- I just swapped the plugs on it and it instantly knew to take 220. Right. <clears throat> it um
0: it's not like a traditional motor, so the whole top is just like this cast iron case basically, mm-hmm. which has all the I don't know what it is. Infinitely variable speed. Yeah, I don't know what kind of motor is it though.
1: Is it going to have to look it up.
0: Yeah. Because people always ask me too, and I'm like, "Yeah, I really don't know."
1: Yeah, why? Like, why you're, you're looking that up? I'm gonna give a shout out to our dentist, Doctor Michael Keller. <laughs> well, prices went up on the Voyager. Yeah, he was he was doing some uh, heavy duty work on me yesterday after work.
0: Yeah, I thought you weren't gonna be able to talk.
1: Yeah, you know, I wasn't even bleeding that much. Hmm. It's because. Um, I'm getting. I had some like gum surgery and got prepped for an implant on my lower right one tooth. So the tooth that was uh that's going to have the implant had to be removed, and then they had to put some sutures in the gums and things like that. And there's they like packed it with this stuff. He he said, "If you look in there, it's going to look like silly putty." And I can kind of feel it with my tongue. Um, But, uh, yeah, it was like an hour in the chair at least. You know, you never start on time.
0: No, especially over there.
1: No, and you never get out (coughs) fast. So just changing the
0: plug took it from 1.75 horsepower to 2 horsepower. Oh, cool. It just says... World's first smart drill press combines the best features of drill presses with state-of-the-art technology to make your project work more blah, 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 blah. Uh, Direct drive motor. DVR, digital variable reluctance. Direct drive motor powered by (laughs) Striatech.
1: That's not a real thing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Play, power <laughs> Anything saving. that's attack is made up is a made up word. Variable
0: speed, fifty to three thousand RPM. There's an option in the settings to increase the speed to fifty five hundred RPM. So fifty to fifty five hundred. Wow. Slow start, pilot hole function, tapping assist function, digital speed readout, electronic braking, load readout, self starting, digital quill depth readout, forward reverse. Six inches of quill travel and two revolutions of the handle. I mean it's a nice drill press.
1: It is. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's you know, you didn't you didn't think that uh you needed a nice drill press until you use one. You're like, oh,
1: this is right. nice. <laughs> and it's it purrs.
0: Yeah, it's super quiet. Yeah. It's uh, you know, we never change the speed on the old drill press ever. Because
1: it's belts.
0: Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. And then, you know, I mean, I don't know the right speed for every drilling situation. <laughs> I don't I don't think I know the right speed. I mean, now I know some of the numbers because using this thing. Yeah. But this, yeah. you just pull up the menu, you pick what type of bit you're gonna use, what size it is, and what you're drilling. And it just says, All right, you're drilling an eighth inch hole in hardwood with a brad point, that's uh you know, three thousand RPMs.
1: Yeah. Or, What's amazing is the slow speeds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 50 RPMs.
1: Like using the big Forstner bits?
0: That's less than one rotation a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's very cool.
0: Yeah, so you can use like a 3-inch Forstner bit, and it's throwing these like beautiful curls off. Whereas if you try to do that on a regular drill press, Burning. you'd probably just be slipping yeah. the belt. Yeah. You know, at at 1,000 RPM or whatever you have it set to, 1,500 RPM.
1: Yeah, and the whole system where the... The weight of the motor tensions the belt. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. On the, on those machines, I'm yeah. not a big fan of that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that or or you you shift it back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this doesn't have any belts. It's just like it's more like a. I guess it's more like a drill, like a cordless drill kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think those are direct drive either, though.
1: Um, uh, gears.
0: Yeah, they have gears. Like the, what is it called, the armature? Yeah. is spinning, but then I think that spins a gear, and then that gear goes to another thing, and then that spins the chuck. On this, it's like the motor. It's like the motor is directly connected to the Morse tape. Like the impeller
1: on the dust collector. It goes right to the motor. Right. Like a grinder or something simple like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know how the hell we got so deep into this drill press thing. we were talking about moving. <laughs> it was heavy. Yeah. So all those guys came and
1: helped us move. Um. It, it was pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. Uh, I was totally humbled by the amount of help we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matthew brought us gifts. Yeah. Like, well, oh my is- God, not not little trinkets yeah. either.
0: These awesome mugs from the CW. Or no, no, not CW. Um, what the hell was that guy's name?
1: I can't remember. I mean, hand-thrown mugs. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's almost too nice to use. Oh, I've been using it. It's my everyday now. Sorry, uh, Matt. Yeah. The, the IKAG <laughs> mug got the bump. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is nice. I have mine up on the table. You mm-hmm. know, it's sort of like it's it's showpiece status right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, they're they're <clears throat> really nice. And this uh, a handmade card from this woman. I think it's. I think it was a woman. Yeah, I think so too. I should. I'm sorry, I don't know these names.
1: Um, yeah, we'll get them that next was like episode.
0: Bat, bat something. Let me see. I'll be able to find it because um, um, I want to give him a shout out.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, before we realized what everything was, I was taking it out. I'm like, look at the paper on this card. Like, I didn't know that it was a handmade thing at right. first. Well, I mean, you could kind of tell, but I, I didn't know the depth of it, I'll say. Right. Um, had, like, a flower pressed onto mm-hmm. it, and it, it was it was really, really nice and special.
0: <coughs> oh.
1: I just coughed. I got a cramp in my
0: face. <laughs> Let's see, because I know Keith... Ethan posted about the card. Wow, the internet in here is horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'll try and find it, but. It's that
1: block wall.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so um, we probably finished moving about, what, noon? Yeah, maybe a little, maybe a little after. after. Um, grab some pizzas.
1: Roma, right down the block.
0: Yep. Batflower Press is the card. Mm. Yes, yeah, so we hung out, had some pizza.
1: Lou came by. Yeah,
0: that was cool. Lou came to finally check out the shop. He hadn't brought been here a couple yet. of
1: bottles of wine with him. <laughs> yeah, he's always got a bottle of wine in tow, doesn't he? Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: I drank uh, some of that wine on New Year's Eve. It was good.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Lou brought me a bottle of wine once, probably about a year ago now. And he's like, this is going to be a good bottle of wine, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's, you know, a real aficionado. I'm not. But my wife loved it. So now, like, on three or four occasions, he's dug one out. He's like, oh, I found another one of those bottles. And uh, it, it's pretty funny because he was talking. He's like, yeah, you know, when I was inventorying my wine cellar, I'm like, uh, take a minute to reflect on it. <laughs> that last sentence.
0: I don't remember. I don't think I saw Lou's wine collection when we went
1: to his house. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Where is it? I don't know. I don't know. I've ne- I've never been in there. No? No. I've never been in the wine room. Oh, yeah. no, no. But you've been
0: to Lou's oh, house. Oh, yeah, I've been yeah, to Lou's house. Barbecue. Yeah, yeah so... Um, you know, somebody's still offended that they weren't invited to that barbecue. <laughs> Somewhere
1: down, probably around Sarasota <laughs> Way. Now we know why. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We're a little late to the party. Yeah.
0: Where is Lou's wine cellar? Because he doesn't have a basement. No, but he's got a cross-based... Raised.
1: Maybe, a, I wonder if he has it upstairs. Oh, I'm wait, trying, it, yeah, upstairs is, is where, upstairs like, the where he has bar his, is and everything? Yeah, that's, it's right.
0: It doesn't seem like a big enough space for all no, the cause that. No, because he has, like, got.
1: cases. Yeah. Huh. It's all blur. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, I, that was,
0: that's five years ago. I was
1: telling him, we, the uh, three of us have to get together yeah. and, and go out. Yeah. You know, bring the wives along. Oh, it might be a deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the three of us have got. Backtrack. The three of us have got to get together and go out.
0: Yeah. No, we should all go to that place. Uh, what the hell is it called? Patricia's or whatever is that? Oh where, yeah, where yeah, like yeah. He likes
1: that place. Yeah. And and they know him there, so they'll treat us right. Yeah, better. Uh, yeah, and Lou worked on our Edge Banda for a while. Mm hmm. Definitely helped, um, improve its functionality, but it's still not working right. Yeah. Um, Corey said he, war- he worked in a shop that had one of those exact machines and said some days it worked great, some days it was infuriating. It's not a good sign. Um, you know, we, we need to, uh, at some point in the future get one of those know it all texts in here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I guess flash forward <laughs> to this week. Um I don't think I don't think we're gonna be able to do two episodes. I don't know. We're not we are not going to have another another uh hours worth of stuff to talk about. Um so yeah, now this is the first week in the shop. Monday we came, we we moved some stuff, residual stuff over um for the first couple hours, just you know, random crap that was still laying around
1: at the shop. It was a lot
0: more stuff than I imagined.
1: Yeah. I mean, we took stuff out of the old shed in the back.
0: Because Keith kept saying, he's like, all right, everybody's here. He's like, what else you want to move? We're like, well, no, I think that's everything. But then, of course, you know, you're like, oh, shit, we need this, we need that. <coughs> um, so, yeah, Monday we moved a bunch of that stuff and started, you know, trying to put everything back together. Um, And
1: uh, what's today? Thursday, so... I think Tuesday, while you were building that, those cabinets, I put away a lot of the residual stuff. That was, was that, yesterday. Was that yesterday? I started cutting that up yesterday. What happened on Tuesday?
0: Tuesday, we were still just trying to put everything back together. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Monday, Tuesday, we we you know we're getting everything back, put back together, everything put, you know where it needs to go.
1: Oh yeah, we had to put the table saws together. Yep. Set up all the machines, get some dust collection going. Yeah. Tuesday morning, I went to get the plugs. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we needed a couple plugs. Um. Uh. And so then it was yesterday that it was <laughs> trying to find. You know, there's a lot of the little things don't have a home. Yeah. Here. You know. So I'm like. Emptying out pails of stuff, like, all right, where am I going to stick this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the loft came in handy. Yeah, and uh, some some uh, elves were working in the middle of the night, I guess, to set up the podcast studio. Yeah, came in this in morning. The morning. <laughs> the, this carpet was down. The tables were here. It was yeah. really something.
0: I figured, you know better to just get it here, you know, mm-hmm. than have to schlep over to my house. And it's just, you know, more time, more time away from from the work. We got a lot of work, so.
1: And a little time to get there, as they say in um, uh, Smokey and the Bandit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you made good progress on the, the wall units, <clears throat> be able to cut up the cabinets and, and then uh, the face frames and everything, start putting those, putting finish on all that stuff. Um probably Monday afternoon.
1: Yeah, the the doors I wound up using a bunch of the off cuts from the countertops. Countertops, which turned out better than the 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 stuff I had earmarked for it. Mm-hmm. Like I was it's one of those things when you're laying there in bed and you're going, hmm, I could use the ends of those boards it's and <laughs> <laughs> then you got nice you know color matching throughout the whole piece yeah it, but it, i wanted to say it, it came out better than i originally thought as i was mm. you know going through it yesterday i was kind of like grousing to myself eh this is okay this is not good but uh it's it's um you know a a good match not you know book matchy kind of thing but yeah. you know at least we got some some good tonal matches mm-hmm. and you know, it's not crazy. I hate it when you can't match up the woods when you're doing those glue ups.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, we have a lot of walnuts, so we have the the luxury of being able to sort of pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just got three hundred and fifty board feet. Yep. Uh, whatever it was, two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. Wow, was that two weeks ago? Oh my oh, god. <clears throat> Was that last Wednesday? That I, that I stuff think it came? was. I think it was last week. What was the day? Because you went somewhere and I then to, I came here. I had to pick Alley up. For, oh, okay, so for her surgery, right? And then you came and we put you got it in on with the forklift. We put it on the dolly. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, it was a twelve foot pack of wood, and the door is only ten <laughs> feet wide. <laughs> Need so, a bigger shop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been jockeying stuff around because, I mean, it's insane how fast it fills up. It's insane.
1: The craziest part is to think we had, except for the edge bander and the sliding table saw, we had all this stuff over at the other shop. Yeah, I don't know how. Well, I mean, you could touch, you could be at one machine and touch another machine. Yeah, doing a lot more walking.
0: How many steps I got today? never figure out how to use this stupid thing.
1: Corey said we would be doing a lot of walking.
0: Yeah. Set only 7,500. Doesn't seem like that much. 3.66 miles. You're telling me I only hit 76% of my
1: move uh, thing, Apple Watch? So we're going to be walking like 4 <coughs> or 5 miles a day. Yeah. Good thing I got these new boots. They have been treating my feet okay.
0: Yeah, these danners aren't uh, the most comfortable.
1: Mine are danners too. I got like those light hiking style boots. Yeah. These um, are a
0: little more hard on the bottom.
1: Yeah, these... I I used to wear those Keens. Yeah, I don't like them. And um, they're pretty comfortable right out of the box, but I had a... Problem with them lasting? I had the same problem with Merrells because I like I
0: like Merrells and they have a couple hiking boots that have a flat. Those have a flat sole.
1: No, no well, partial. Yeah, it's no. got a lot of grippy stuff because you know they're meant to go
0: trailing. Yeah, yeah, like like those people are walking through like you know <laughs> they're walking <laughs> on some freaking trail. They're walking, like, up, walking up the, the side Henry of Hudson, mountain, yeah, which is paved <clears throat> with their you know Patagonia. Got yeah six hundred dollar jacket on going hiking on a on a man made trail
1: yeah i wish it was a little more um you know flat
0: yeah that's what i i have to have flat boots and shoes i don't like having a you know whatever
1: yeah March. well these have been pretty good i i think i threw the box away.
0: I haven't thrown the box away yet for these, although they're past the point of ever being returnable. Yeah. But I like what the hell was that? I don't know. Something fell in the shop. Sound like a golf ball. Um
1: Oh well, was it the time clock? No.
0: No. Um the hell was I saying?
1: We're talking about these uh danners and the Merrills. I don't remember. I lost it. And your box your your boots are past the point of returning them.
0: Yeah. Maybe I was going to say yeah, I I have I've been meaning to get rid of the box, but it's just sitting there and I'm like, yeah. I got enough on my plate. Yeah. To bring this to bring this box to the porch. <laughs> <laughs> just can't handle it. Yeah.
1: Oh man! So it, it's been a whirlwind. Oh, I know since, what I was gonna say. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say I was like in the slip-ons. Oh,
1: yeah, I my feet. I don't like my feet moving around too much. Yeah, they don't really move. They around don't. No, I don't think I ever had a pair of slip-ons. You had those Rock Roosters. Oh, with those slip-ons, yeah, they're in my basement.
0: Mine are in the closet. I, I don't think I got rid of them yet. Those are about the worst boots I ever. Well, what what how do they compare to the indestructibles? Those are here somewhere. I gotta I'm yeah. They're in a, the office. Put
1: a free sign on them. And just leave them outside. Oh, I I. Those won't last more than an hour and a half out on the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, I mean I only put on one of them. Those were, like, wearing, like, a tissue box.
1: A tissue box that can stomp out a nail.
0: Yeah, tissue box that you can hit with a hammer. The funny thing is they messaged me on my personal account, Crew Green Street, and then um, I'm like, whatever. I guess, you know, they're going to send these things out. I'll take them. Um, because I forget what they asked for. Maybe it was just a post. So I just put up some stupid post, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now I'm going to give them away. Somebody, some uh, less fortunate person is going to get a free pair of shoes. Then they messaged Green Street like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not interested. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, thanks. I I was hoping Brunt would uh, get me another pair of shorts. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, uh, you know, I was looking at their slip-on boots, but... I don't really like the way they look. They have, like, a really bulky, like, top part. Like, this yeah. is, like, all cushy, and, like, yeah. they're, like, a little bit taller. That, and it's just, like, everybody wears them. I just, I really don't want to wear them because of that.
1: I understand.
0: I don't want to be a conformist.
1: A rebel. Yeah, rage. it's
0: just when, when things get to a certain level
1: of popularity it's like they start to lose credibility. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I can't remember how old I was. I, you know, I was still fairly young as things go. I used to have four earrings. And then I it was like you start seeing, like, kids with their moms. With four w- earrings. With earrings. I'm like, this just doesn't mean the same thing as it did when I got my ears pierced. And so I took them out.
0: Yeah. Well, it goes from the subculture to the main culture. Yeah. Not everything, but some things.
1: Yeah, so I mean, tattoos are somewhat normalized now. I mean, they used to oh, be yeah. a real, real rebellious
0: Yeah, they they were thing. illegal in New York City until oh, yeah. like the late eighties or something. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and that little tattoo I have on my shoulder. I had to come to New Jersey to get it. And, I i mean, I have no idea what town I was in or anything because, you know, it was a bunch of us after work. I said, hey, let's go get a tattoo. <laughs> that sounds uh, like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to go to New Jersey to get them. Yeah, man,
0: I haven't been tattooed in two years maybe.
1: Yeah, what the? What was the last thing? Was the the chisel or the,
0: the well hmm. the plane and the and the saw?
1: Yeah, that's some good work.
0: Yeah, Chris is great. Uh, that was right before we went to Vegas. Mm. So that was January of twenty
1: twenty. Yeah, that was right, right before, before the pandemic. Lockdown yeah right <clears> before <throat> the lockdown and everything
0: and then I went to Atlanta in February of that year for
1: Workbench con. It's amazing how fast the the lockdown occurred because we were reading about it in January, like there's something going on over in China, mm-hmm. and then in March it was a lockdown,
0: yeah, yeah. We did an install the Friday before lockdown. Mm-hmm. The uh, confessionals. Yeah. So it was March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: How's the echo sounding now? It's Are pretty, we just used to it? Well,
0: it's pretty echoey. <coughs> so we... We're talking about this week. Um, oh, yeah. So Monday, Tuesday, you are putting everything back together. Wednesday was yesterday. I started cutting up um, this little chicken job, which is a,
1: a kid's Not store. Not a restaurant.
0: Yeah, a, a, a kid's store <coughs> uh, over in Atlantic Islands, a couple towns, towns over from here, next town over from where we live. Um, which is just a white melamine cabinets with a Corian top. So I started cutting that probably about seven o'clock yesterday, and then when I left at like four forty-five, all the cabinets were done. Well, everything but the 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 boxes. The boxes were done, um, and the toe. Yeah, so today then I built the toe and I built the back panels. And um and right before we did this, we cut up the Corian, got the seam glued. So then tomorrow we could do the build up and sand that up. And that'll be that. It's going to actually it's going to come down on a wire cuz we have to deliver that on Monday.
1: Yeah, cuz that's how long is that stuff got to dry?
0: Well, only an hour, I think. Then you can work it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, um, and uh, what do you think about uh, the Seabright? Uh,
0: yeah, we got that job going with the, the closet with the dressers on the side. Um, <clears throat> probably, you know.
1: Should we put that before or after, Nancy? We got, can we?
0: Kind of got to be simultaneously, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, so maybe Monday when we get back from the little chicken install, I can start cutting up that final cabinet for that, that big as cabinet. well as the walnut for nancy and uh, we can't
1: put that cabinet together well we put it together with those lamello things
0: yeah 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 it doesn't even it only needs those in certain spots the rest of it could just be screwed through the side oh uh, yeah it's got finished finished M panels so we bring it up up to the second floor put it together in the bedroom
1: Screw the M panels on from the inside, I guess. Yeah, and then that's that. Yep. Bob's your uncle, as they say.
0: Yeah, yeah. So a couple spots we'll use the,
1: the. Uh, what are they called? Uh, Clamex. I don't know. I think that's the the funniest. I think it's like Clamato or whatever. Every time yeah. you say Clamex, it's like why couldn't a they food. call it Clampex or something? Yeah, it's like a food product. Clamex. It's
0: probably like Clamex.
1: Yeah, and we're just saying it wrong. Clamax,
0: yeah, yeah. We met the one of the Lamello guys at the Hafla thing. He, uh, I don't know. He didn't seem too keen on uh, Green Street Joinery. No. He's like, oh yeah, you guys are on Instagram. He's like, yeah yeah, we work with with uh, Keith Johnson. I'm like, yeah yeah, guy in. It.
1: Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, we weren't too keen on him after that. Anyway. I wasn't too keen on him
0: before that. Um, I don't know. I've I've heard he's a nice guy, but you know, he's just another guy getting free stuff, but it's easy to make you know I don't know. It's easy to make stuff when you don't have to rely on making the stuff. Right. For your for your living. Yeah, we right. have no we we have to make this stuff and sell it. Right. He just makes the stuff and gets paid just to make it.
1: Right. We have to design and build for sale. Yeah, I, I should put
0: that differently. He's 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 not getting paid to make the stuff. He's getting paid for the content he creates while making the stuff. So yeah. the thing in, in the end doesn't really matter.
1: Right. doesn't have any, any value almost.
0: And again, I'm generalizing. I don't know this guy personally. I don't really know anything about what he does because I don't follow him. But... But that's my general feeling about those kind of people.
1: Yeah. Don't sugarcoat it.
0: <laughs> Except guys like John, you know? Yeah. Because John is uh he's a real deal.
1: He is. Um and that's the way it is in every trade, in every business, in every line of work. You know, you have you have your hacks, you have your pretenders, and you have people who, um, you know, go to work earnestly every day and strive. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're a dentist or a woodworker, plumber, lawyer. That's my bit of philosophical uh meandering for the the day
0: we better get off our soapbox (laughs)
1: before we lose more (laughs) listeners (laughs) i just i just heard 10 more people turn off their uh uh, (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) whatever they're listening
0: on that's uh that's all we got for you this week folks all right everybody take care yeah we'll uh we'll talk to you next week bye As always, Rob and I, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can join our Patreon, or you can use one of our affiliate links in the podcast description for Vesting Finishes or Myoderm CBD Pain Relief Cream. Um, Again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in.